right. Yes. I just want to get up here and do a rock kick after that. Hey, Merry Christmas and welcome to Trace. My name's Aaron and I'm the lead pastor here. So glad you're here. Let's give it up for these guys one more time. They practice a whole lot, prepare. Oh man, what fantastic. Well, we're incredibly honored and grateful that you've joined us for this special Christmas Eve gathering. We truly, truly are. And I just want to take a moment really quick to give a special welcome to those of you that have joined us for the first time. Um, my guess is that you got an invitation somewhere, somehow. And we know it's not easy to come into a new church for the first time, but you're here and you did it. So thanks for being here. We are really, really grateful that you are here. Here's something that I would like everybody to know kind of on the front end of our time together, our teaching time together, and it's this. One of our greatest hopes in putting together this entire service was to help you to fully embrace, fully embrace this season, but also to help you to fully embrace this moment. And here's what I mean by that. So, so many of us are living at a pace in our lives that we're kind of living in the next moment. Like we're, we're already thinking, maybe you're doing this right now, you're already thinking about what you have to do after this service, right? Maybe that's you. But what we want you to do today, and one of the main things, the main messages I want to get across to you is how to just be, how to be in this moment. We were actually talking about this in my neighboring group this past week, and we have a, a newlywed couple that's in our neighboring group, and they were talking about how they just moved into a, a neighborhood, and for the first time in their life, they've got neighbors. I think they were doing the apartment thing before this, and and so the wife said, man, I just wanted to, I wanted to make some cookies for our new neighbors. And so she made the cookies, but by the time she got around to actually taking the cookies to her neighbors, they were in such a rush because of what they had to get to next that it felt like they just kind of knocked on the door and threw the cookies on them and said, hope you're not gluten-free, and then they took off. I mean, that's almost what it felt like. And as they discussed it, they said, you know what, we feel like we missed an opportunity. We feel like we missed a moment. You see, if you're the typical American You've likely landed in here today feeling a little weary because of the pace of life that you're trying to keep up with. Some of you, like I said a moment ago, might already be thinking about everything you've got to do after this, Christ, or after this service, maybe everything in preparation for your Christmas festivities. Maybe you're already thinking about what you need to do after Christmas. Be honest really quick. How many of you are already looking at the Christmas presents underneath the tree and all the decorations, and you're already imagining cleaning up and putting the decorations away? Right? We're living we're living in future moments. And friends, when we do this, it keeps us from being fully present in the moment that's in front of us. And this is how I've learned how to describe this, because I've noticed this over the years in my own life, and the best way I know how to describe it is we're always living for the next moment. Guys, I think there's danger in that. And what seems to be happening, and something that I feel like I hear more and more every year around this time of year is that people find themselves on the other side of Christmas realizing that they never took a moment to fully embrace what this season actually means. I think if we were to poll everyone in here, I bet many of us struggle with this idea of being fully present for the moment that's in front of us, this moment right now. Another way to say that is, I think we struggle. I think we struggle with how to just how to just be, right? To be fully present, to be in the moment that's in front of us. Friends, before we move forward with anything else, can I say this? Don't live in future moments. Live in this one. I think this moment has something for you. Specifically, I think this Christmas has a gift for you. Not the kind of gift that comes wrapped up in a package, the kind of gift that comes if you'll fully be present for whatever moment is right in front of you, and it could be a sweet moment between you and one of your kids, but in order for that to happen, you're going to have to put your cell phone down. 
It may be a moment between you and your spouse. It could be a moment that you're going to experience in this Christmas service. But in order for you to fully receive whatever that gift is, whatever God has for you in that particular moment, you have to be fully present. And so one of the things that I want to give you right now is I want to, I want to give you a moment of joy by allowing you to hear the Christmas story as told by children. Check this out. An angel came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, like, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way, and they followed. <laughs> when the shepherds were taking care of the sheep. And then they saw angels. The angel said, a new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherd said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise man heard about it. And then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's going to be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby i ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is going to change the world. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can clap. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I hope that was a gift for you. I hope that was a gift. Um, speaking of gifts, when this time comes around every year, Emily and I have always struggled with what kind of gift to get each other. Um, we 
typically are pretty content people, and so uh, we've struggled in this area, but we always get each other something, and so a lot of times what will happen is after I buy her the gift, whatever it is I give her, I'll hand it to her and say, you know what, I almost got you something else instead. And she, does anybody else do this? She absolutely hates this, oftentimes because what I was going to give her, she probably would have preferred over what I got her. It's like, you got me socks, but you were going to give me an iPhone? Like, how do those even compare, right? Here's something you already know. You can't celebrate a gift that you almost got. Do you know that when it comes to Christmas, sometimes, sometimes, we celebrate it as if it were a gift that we almost got. Right? I mean, we like the sound of it. We like the idea behind it. We might even come to a church service to listen to a message about it. But oftentimes what, we, what will happen is we get on the other side of Christmas and we look back and we feel as if we completely missed it. And friends, I really do think it's because we have forgotten how to just be. How to just be in this moment. Not thinking about future moments. Maybe to expound on that a little bit, I would say to be fully present, to be available, and learning how to just be still. Over the last several weeks, I've been asking a question to a lot of people, and it goes like this, what are you allowing to steal your joy right now? And some of the common answers that I've gotten are worry or anxiousness, a busy schedule, unmet expectations, bitterness, maybe the person sitting beside you. Don't, don't go there. Don't go there. Guys, I think failing to just be is one of the greatest stealers of joy in our life. And here's what I want to do. For the rest of our time together, what I'd like to do is I would like to reintroduce you to the Christmas story, but we're going to come at it from a couple different non-traditional angles. And what I'm asking for you to do is just to be in this moment, not future moments, not already living in the next moment, but to be in this moment, because I really do believe God's got something for you. If you will just be still and available and fully present for what we're about to talk about. Here's how I'll begin. Over the last three weeks, we've been looking at this verse right here. It's a very familiar verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. And what we've done, and many of you that have been coming, you know this, we've been breaking down this a section at a time in hopes to not miss any of its significance for our lives. But you need to know that this was, an actu- this was actually a very intentional verse that we looked at leading up to today because what I wanted to do today is actually look at the verse that follows John 3.16. So let me read it to you. John 3.17, For God did not send his Son into the world. Right, This is a Christmas verse. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Friends, in the church, we often use this word called outreach, but let me be clear, when Jesus was sent into this world, when God sent Jesus into this world, God couldn't have reached any further for you. And I think one of the things that maybe we need to follow back, or maybe fall back on this Christmas, is the gift that Jesus brought with him. Hold on for a second. Let me build this because Jesus coming on his own, like just the fact that he came to us, Emmanuel, we talk about this around Christmas time, Emmanuel, God with us, that's an incredible gift. But what Jesus brought with him, what Jesus brought with him made this the best gift of all because he didn't bring condemnation. In other words, he didn't bring a gavel. He brought his grace. We deserved a gavel, 
but he brought his grace, something that we don't deserve, something that will never be for sale. We can't earn it, and it's something that's completely out of our reach. Paul says it this way when he writes to the church in Ephesus. He said, it's for by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not on your own doing. There's nothing that you could ever do to actually achieve this on your own. It is the what? It's the gift. It's the gift of God. It's grace that allows us to sing these lyrics around Christmas time. God and sinner reconciled. Friends, listen to me. If the pace of your life is not only stealing your joy right now, but it's causing you to overlook or miss the gift that came to us through Jesus, can I beg you today to slam on the brakes of your life? Can I encourage you to stop putting unnecessary value on unnecessary things so that you don't unnecessarily miss the most precious gift that God has ever given you through Jesus? You see, it's grace that allows us to be broken, but still be beautiful in the eyes of God. It is grace that, yes, keeps us from hell, but more importantly, it gives us access to our Heavenly Father. It is grace that causes people who aren't like each other to actually like each other. Friends, it's grace that can replace your weariness with wonder this Christmas if you will allow it to be the off-ramp of crazy. And what I mean by that is this culture has made this season and this holiday something completely different than what it should be for us, for those of us that follow Jesus. In grace, it's your off-ramp to that crazy cycle. If you'll just take a moment and be fully present in the miraculous story of Jesus. See, it's grace that is the original gift that keeps on giving. Why? Because it fills the gap of every sin that you've ever committed and ever will commit in the future. And you know what that means? Don't miss this. It means that Jesus is a better Savior than you are a sinner. Somebody needs to hear that today. You see, we deserved a gavel, but he brought us the gift of grace. Not a gift we almost got, but a gift that he gives to us over and over and over again. John, in the way he says it, he says, this is something that Jesus is full of. In John chapter 1, it says, the word, God, he became flesh. This is a Christmas passage as well. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father, full of grace and truth. Out of his fullness, we have received grace in place of grace already, forget, already given. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. For those of you that are new to Trace, this is kind of the backbone of who we are. Truth and grace puts, put together is where we get our name, Trace. Guys, if most of us are like the rest of us, then you've likely walked in here today. And something, something, something is stealing your joy. Maybe it's a mistake, a rocky marriage, a messy past. It could be a miscarriage or maybe a misguided life altogether. Or maybe, maybe it's the inability for us to just be just be in a moment. Not a future moment, but the moment in front of us. Regardless of how your story reads today, you can still find rest and peace in the grace of God. But you, you ha in order for that to happen, I really do believe you're going to have to stop living in the next moment and just be in this one. Here's what Jesus says. Are you tired? 
Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I could preach an entire message on those three words right there. Many of us just need to recover our life. I'll show you how to take a real rest, Jesus says. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. And I love this next phrase. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn how to live freely and lightly. I want to come back to that statement really quick. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Can I ask you a rhetorical question this morning? What unnecessary rhythms are you forcing in your life? Do you want a different story? Do you want to recover your life? Do you want a different story this Christmas? Because if you do, then write a different story, friends. That's what the Christmas story is all about. God doing something new. God writing a new story through his son Jesus as he comes into the world to bring the best gift that we will ever receive called his grace. Some of you need to recover your life. And yes, that means that you need to stop doing some things. But the main message and the main point that I would really want you to walk out of here with is just to learn how to be. Not living in the next moment, but living in this moment. Be in this moment, the moment right in front of you. I think it has something for you. I think God has something for you in this moment, whatever this moment happens to be for you. But it requires us to be still, to be fully present, and to be available. And I think if we'll do that, listen to me, we'll be full of the grace of God. The very reason Jesus came into this world to begin with. Let me pray for us. Father, I do believe this is one of those areas where many of us are probably hearing this and we know that this is our life. We know that our life is maybe a little out of control, that we need to recover our life, that we're so caught up in what we have to do next and the business and the craziness. And maybe some of that is out of our, our control, but I know a lot of it is within our control. And God, I know I'm, man, I'm, I'm as guilty as they come when it comes to not being fully available for the people in front of me. And so, God, we're, we're going to need your help with this. And I think that this Christmas season is a perfect opportunity for us to invite you into our lives in a deeper way to help teach us this. And so, Father, as we hear this Christmas story all over again, would you remind us it's not just a story? Would you remind us that this is, this is your story and it's a story that you wanted to write us into? And so, Father, would you help us to be still? to be available, and to be fully present right now. At that time, the Roman Emperor Augustus decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. and This was the first census taken when Quirinius, the governor of Syria, was in power. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census, and because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea, David's ancient home. And so he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee, and he took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, the time came for her baby to be born. And so she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night, there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. 
And suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified, but the angel reassured them. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly, the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, Let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried to the village and found Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in the manger. And after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story were astonished, but Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. The shepherds went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. It was just as the angel had told them. 